And so we're back with Chapter 5 of our playthrough of Mother 3, The Tower of Thunder. Um, as we were finishing our last episode, we were... Uh, we had just finished Club Tittyboo. We had recruited Duster or maybe Lucky back uh, into our group. We released the dove into the air to let Old Man West know that his son was found. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there was the ominous tower and we were supposed to be going. Ah, right. So Duster is supposed to be getting the egg that he hid uh, yeah, yeah. three years ago. Exactly. Exactly. And. I don't think you're even able to go back to town. At least, I did not. Um, it like sort of starts you off right there by the uh, uh, the cliff, um, where I don't know if you explored over there before, but there was some fireworks in a box, and there was like the remains of some wall staples, but they were kind of broken. Um, and now, of course, we we've just climbed up a fresh set of wall staples, and we're about to go on our our next sort of new portion of the world uh which is i think it's called like the murasaki forest area there might be some other names new names that that pop in at this point um but yeah uh i didn't try go i didn't try backtracking anyway and i don't know if you're able to or if there's ants maybe there's ants in the way if you try uh so i tried a little bit of backtracking and i got to i guess the beginning of the gondola ride and then i like kind of walked around and i was exploring and you fight some more um chimera type enemies uh i guess last chapter we could have been fighting the what the the moles with like the drills for the hands and then the uh pig flowers mm -hmm. oh they're hard weird. and then there was oh like God. yeah and then uh there's a catfish that like no it's a dogfish that like jumps out of the water um and you can attack <laughs> it um and so it has like a dog head and a fish body um so after I played my playthrough, I, I looked to see a walkthrough to see if I missed anything or just kind of take down some notes. And you can actually go back to the castle. Uh, oh, wow. And you can fight. His name is uh, Lord Passion, and he's another conductor. Um, oh. Ghost conductor. Um, playing one of, I believe, Beethoven's songs I, I don't know which one but uh mm -hmm. if you beat them you get like the magnificent shoes for duster and they give you like oh, up 50 for offense and it's a the description is like oh, straight out of a, like a fairy tale um and they have kind of um if i recall correctly the picture of them has like wings like um you know mercury or, or nike <laughs> yeah, man, that would have made it a lot easier. Is it a super hard battle, or is it just hard to know to go do that? I think it's not super difficult. Um, I didn't do it right, so again, I, I figured it out afterward. And then the playthrough that I watched um, didn't struggle too much. I mean, it looked like the guy maybe had as much trouble as he did against the pork trooper because he didn't use the. Um, Oh, the pamphlet. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so he didn't, you know, he didn't take the coward's way out like I did. So it didn't seem like it was particularly hard, just kind of hidden, like, yeah. because I in Chapter 4, I had gone back to the castle. Um, oh, okay. But then I could not traverse over that one gap because we didn't have the rope snake. 
The rope snake, right? Makes a makes a reappearance at the very end of this chapter. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 yes, you could go all the way back to the castle and get those shoes. Uh, if you didn't get them by the end of this chapter, they are gone for good, and you have missed your opportunity. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Okay. Well, that's cool to know that there's a lot of hidden stuff like that, though. Um, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't even try backtracking, but when you mentioned Old Man Wes, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should have gone and actually talked to him and, and seen if that helped Duster and, you know, their relationship at all. But I didn't bother. I didn't do it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I feel like in this game, whenever I... Because in Chapter 4, I had explored to great length, and, and I felt like it was pretty pointless, a lot of it, aside from... Yeah. Maybe just story building, but you know we got those weird dolphin ear bones that still don't know what they do. Um, you again, you, you go, you you talk to the pig mask people doing the military exercises, but you don't get anything out of that. Um, I mm -hmm. went to the castle before; there was nothing there. Um, so this chapter, I'm like, I'm not going to explore, uh, or I'm, I'm going to do like a very like cursory search, um, right. and that seems to have been an awful decision. Because uh, I think I missed quite a few items, um, but, we can, but we can get to that. Uh, so yeah, so we you you we begin our journey, um, go into those caves, right? We start encountering other like weirder, I would say chimeras. Um, you have the yes. hammerhead shark kangaroo, with even the yeah. the kangaroo baby, the Joey has a hammerhead. Uh, it's very creepy looking. <laughs> it is, yeah. And then uh, you have yeah. the, the lion that kind of looks like uh, Doc Ock with uh, a bunch of just like metal tentacles coming out. Yeah, and that one casts fire spells, yeah. which are pretty powerful at this stage. Um, yeah, the enemies are much more difficult, but that's okay because you've got a bunch of new party members. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's not too much of a of a increase in complexity of everything either like there there are enemies now using psi attacks and stuff um you know you can still try to do combo attacks however that works uh, but it yeah there isn't really too much new that's introduced except like the combinations of everything that we've seen so far uh yeah uh the the one thing is the turtle will turn around and like so oh, i guess yeah, the sneaky bazookas out of its butt which, I hate those turtles. which are present if you approach it from behind as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, which yeah. it, it makes it makes sense, right? Um, but it's almost a oh, beware of like creeping up on this. I, I do think you get a free attack though, so yes, it's a risk reward type situation. Plus, they're pretty easy to avoid. Um, yeah, they don't really move much, do they? Other than turning. A lot of the yeah. enemies I found have been avoidable if you put in the effort to avoid them mm -hmm. yeah they're not as aggressive as they were in earthbound um and the fact that you can run uh makes it so that you can basically outrun it if you get past an enemy um as long as you don't inadvertently run into a wall like you can get away from them yeah <laughs> and i think you can also run from battles a little more easily at least in my experience I haven't had as much difficulty like getting out of a fight if I don't want to be in it. Um, but that might just be compared to the original mother. Um, 
where that was pretty difficult. I don't I don't know that I did run that much in Earthbound. Uh, yeah, and this this area, um, I did bring up the name just because it's got a like usual. It's got like a reference um, hidden in it. Uh, Murasaki is the author of the Tale of Genji. Okay, she was a um, like a, a lady of the court uh, in uh, ancient or medieval Japan. Um, she's sort of like one of the national writers, you know, one of the greats uh, of their literature. And it's basically like a long soap opera type love story um, that involves a lot of intrigue and a lot of uh, romance and some uh, bloodshed, I think. Uh, but it's mostly just very, very long. Um, and I've never read like a, an unabridged translation of it. Um, have you so read? Have you read I, it I abridged? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have glanced over this story. I do not know this story very well, though. So I just wanted to bring it up, though, because it's like a pretty highbrow reference for Earthbound or the Mother series, rather. They they tend to go more pop culture usually. This one's um, definitely like a like a classic. Interesting. Uh, what, what do you think the significance of that is? I'm I'm struggling to find a connection between. Yeah, beats me. I mean, it's around Club Titty Boo, so that's kind of like the clash of the highbrow, lowbrow. Okay. Thing. I'm not really other than that. It's okay. Funsies. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it, that that's interesting. Okay. Uh, I need to pay attention more to the names. Um, I did pay attention to one of the names of one of the bosses later. Um, which I thought was just a spelling error, but we'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) So then we have uh, probably my least favorite part of a month. Well, no, the monkey caves are my least favorite part of any monkey of any mother game. Um, But the falling through holes to try to (laughs) figure out like where to go and traverse this weird cat, these weird, caves or, or caverns um, that these rather um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking There's some, someone that works hard oh yeah the little moles down there yeah they're, they're singing songs about how hard they work I mean it's not just that they work hard they just love, love to work well one Industrial. of them does not oh yeah there's the lazy one yes uh, <laughs> they have like little like stories about how um, such people are, are uh, to be sort of despised and pitied, right? Like they have a whole culture of of workaholism uh, that goes along with their their happy little mole life down there. Yes, and uh, I was well, very distraught to that there were no um, relative strengths between the moles that were down there. Um, <laughs> they really missed an opportunity. <laughs> yes, I think I think that they definitely did. Uh, I will say I did appreciate how short it was and how you could use kind of logic to figure out where to go. Um, mm-hmm. And the enemies weren't too tough in there. So that, I mean, that was just kind of like a breezed. I, at first I was groaning. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I got to, there's like a ton of holes here. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I just got lucky or, or I used logic to figure it out, but I, I feel like I did quickly get through that. Um, yeah. plus, plus there were some pretty, there were like goodies around. So even if you went the wrong way, usually you were rewarded with like a present. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think uh, I actually explored the like opening that brings you back out from the underground. I went backwards and I and I walked all around and found some yeah some present boxes and stuff. And then I just looked at it. I was like, oh, so that's the hole. And yeah, it was very kind of them to have it actually map on nicely. Um, so what yeah, you, not too bad. What, what do you think the purpose of that was? I mean, I guess the only other time that we've really been in caverns, or at least that I can think of, is uh, when we had to go and get the clay men um, and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of bring them back up and move them up the, the elevator. And there's just like a very arduous type, uh, slow, um, just awful part of the game and intentionally so i believe um and and so i guess what now we have these moles um going again with this kind of theme of nature over technology where like they're more than happy to like do the work um yeah you know i i don't know what what are your thoughts you think that this is kind of like an intentional uh uh dichotomy that 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 toy is trying to point out Seems that way, yeah. And uh, we even see some mole chimeras a little bit later, right? Uh, or earlier? I forget. Earlier. Anyways, yeah, there's mole enemies too. So, yeah, there's definitely something going on where, like, the moles left to themselves are, are having a great old time, um, but then they get, um, you know, taken advantage of, modified, and it's bad. Uh, and the claymen even more so, right? Uh, <laughs> this, this whole... The whole business of chasing down the rogue clay man uh, is just really, really goofy. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I think there is some sort of um, callback happening here um, that, like, preps us to go on this uh, wild goose chase with uh, that one clay man. Yeah, so I had some questions about this, right? I mean, I guess technically we don't know when Duster actually put the egg into the clay person, mm-hmm. right? We don't know mm-hmm. when he did it and kind of like when he went to Club Titty Boo. Um, and I know that we saw some of the clay people in the castle when we, they were kind of being invaded um, simultaneously. But it seems weird that there would just be this one rogue clay man. I think it's the only one that there has been so far, just lost mm-hmm. in the woods that duster just happens to come across um so i i guess I, in my head i'm trying to figure out like well how did it get there um was this maybe like an earlier model where uh they were just <laughs> kind of being dumped wherever like they wanted to be dumped at that time it was just like they stopped working and it was you know just kind of i guess kind of like facade just throwing his banana peels um everywhere just kind of like <laughs> discarding them not 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 putting them were in their proper place and that kind of deal. Um, and then I guess, you know, my other question is, I, I, I have to imagine that it being zapped was completely unintentional, right? Like the, the, the tower of thunders on the fritz when we get there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So it really is just a wild goose chase of uh, extremely unlikely uh, events occurring. Yep. I mean, it's perfect uh, timing, right? Like, in all the time, however long it was, um, nothing changed other than, like, some, you know, stuff growing over top of this clay man. Um, and then the one moment when we arrive, sure enough, the stray bolt of lightning comes down and zaps it full of energy. 
and off it goes. Uh, it's just, it's like pointing out the silliness of the narrative again uh, in a different way than, than usual maybe, but just like the incredible improbability. Um, and then the fact that it leads us straight to the Tower of Thunder, right? Like of all the totally random places it could run off to um, after making some zigs and zags uh, falling into the garbage truck and all this stuff. Um, it just like takes us right where we need to go anyway. Uh, that's that's kind of fun. Um, I'll point out, I guess, another fun improbability, right, that's really useful here is that we happen to look just like the commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, that's like built in deep into the story, right? Like the fact that there are twins and they're identical twins um, is like, I guess, part of the main inspiration for this whole story. Um, if it's more than just the names that Itoi gets from that, um, that book series um, about the twins. But anyways, uh, yeah, like there's something going on here with like um, probabilities and improbabilities. And of course, right, like normally they can direct the lightning, but like you said, it's it's um, working properly. It's on the fritz, and so lightning is actually going kind of randomly, like it normally would. Um, so there's like a weird thing about nature versus like engineering, um, right? And where those break down and and fuse back into one thing. So yeah, well, and then I, you know, another improbable thing that happened that I'd like to point out was the beating uh, the DMC or DCMC five oh, times right, in yeah. a row, and uh, Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. So, you know, this is a, a clearly destiny um, and, and all the, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you believe, you know, if coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, the guy, the clay man gets zapped, starts running around. We go to the Thunder Tower. Uh, there's a couple pig masks uh, before you enter who are talking about where they hang up their mask but when they go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do, apparently. You're just supposed to keep your mask on at all times. Uh, which I thought, at first, you know, it's kind of this like funny thing, a funny throwaway line. But I think it humanizes the, the the pig masks a bit um they're, they're idiots right i i don't think they just know that they're following <laughs> orders not that that excuses the behavior but they're just hanging out uh hey where do you go you know talking about just like mundane stuff that um anyone at at work would probably talk about if they had to wear uh an outfit like that um so i thought that that was that that was kind of like a humanizing um uh yeah. kind of th- it's, you know it, initially it's kind of like a throwaway it's just humor it's like oh wait yeah this is kind of funny uh and then yes you're right so as you pointed out earlier um they say oh commander uh you can't be looking like this uh mm-hmm. we, we need to get you other clothes and so um duster and kumatara don uh pig mask clothing um <laughs> Boney gets to wear a nice yellow uh, pig head mask. I don't know why they don't have a suit for him, considering he was walking around with a hat and a jacket uh, earlier in this chapter, even. Um, and then you get to wear this weird... I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know how you would describe the outfit that uh, Lucas is wearing. 
sort of vaguely imperial. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, it's annoying, I think, how much we are wearing like weird outfits. Um, it's a little bit silly. Uh, it. Oh, another humanizing thing here. Uh, the way that the um, pork trooper, the big one, um, yes. like, is a big fan of the band. Yes. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, also, like a a reference, I guess, sort of to um, Master Belch. Yes, the, I was thinking in... that too. Because <laughs> cause it's like pretty conspicuous that there is this item. It's not very good at attacking, but it does say like it's useful against fans of the DCMC. Uh, and so I, I don't know if like if you have it equipped, it like deals a lot more damage to this particular enemy. But the way that I used it was just by using it in battle because it was yeah. in my inventory still. Uh, and it's like um, the way the fly honey, right, like totally obsesses Master Belch and he doesn't attack anymore. This time it's um, I guess just for a couple turns, but it makes the uh, pork guy so jealous that yes. he just is jealous during his turn. Yeah, yeah, no, I and I think correct me if I'm wrong. In Master Belch fight, you have to use the fly honey to win. Um, I I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but it makes it way way easier. That yeah, uh, I I have to I. Oddly enough, I was watching, I don't know, some speedrunning history of uh, Earthbound Glitchless, and I, I think that they mentioned that you need the Fly Honey to beat, okay. like, you need it to beat Master Belch, and I think it was more of a, like, it's it's a powerful item, so you need it because of the time save, or more mm -hmm. than like a, like, you actually just need it to actually be able to beat. I'll, I'll look that up after we get off here, just to uh, confirm. worth checking, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, this is you know you have this like strong, not you know the big boss. Uh, per, I would say kind of like a, a mid tier boss, um, right? That can just be completely uh, circumvented, right? Or or made into a pushover just by using like a certain weird item that you receive. Right. <laughs> um, it's awesome. Um, there's two of them too. There's at least two. Um, of the item this time around. So it makes it a bit easier. If you didn't get it the first time around, buying it from the dude who sells you all the merch, yeah. um, you find one in a box somewhere nearby here. So it, it right. helps you out a little bit. Right. I think I still, because you get, I think you got one after the performance, right? If you talk to a person, they were like, oh, here's a pamphlet. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. You're right. And then, yes, this, then you get, you do get another one because I had like two in my inventory. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I, I kept both of these because I only needed one. Uh, I will say uh, the references to Star Wars, I feel like, are starting to really pile up. Um, uh -huh. A, you know, the, the big guy is called a pork trooper now, you know, a stormtrooper, mm -hmm. pork trooper. Um, you know, that that's kind of weird. But I thought that the outfits that or the outfit that Lucas is wearing reminded me a lot of Han Solo. Um, you have Boney, who's kind of like Chewbacca. Uh, you have the princess, <laughs> right? Um, Leia. Now, I don't think that Lucas and, and Kumatora are, are um, siblings, but I, it just seems it just seems very weird to me. Um, yeah. Because then eventually, 
So you, you beat the guy, and then what? You climb up the tower, or you somehow end up in this like weird desert. Um, yes. And you you get into another one of the pork beans. So you're you're driving around this highway system that's basically akin to a desert. Uh, you know, with basically Han Solo, Princess Leia, all this stuff on like a levitating vehicle. I I don't know. To me, it just seemed very heavily inspired by Star Wars. Um, and then one other thing I'd like to, to point out about the pork trooper is uh, I thought it was funny how um, he kind of sniffed you out. That's how you were discovered. It was like, hey, you wait. He's like, I can smell you. You are the kid, uh, the kids from the club Titty Boo. You're not actually the commander. Um, mm-hmm. And in the previous game, we had the pig mask where you, you know, use that to smell out truffles. So um, interesting. You know, it's just a parallel, I guess I wanted to point out or, or, or a reference, or maybe his just uh, a toy's love of pigs and their ability to smell. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't think about that. Um, that whole uh, piece of this, but there's definitely, yeah, something going on about um, like telling a good thing from a bad thing. Um, but not based on just the looks, I guess. Anyway, um, you mentioned the, the desert highway. Uh, this part, I did not find all seven mice yeah. to my great shame. I I was like, okay, I looked pretty much everywhere. I think I'm just going to move on here. Um, but I did find one other cool secret thing, which was a dude. Uh, I forget his name now. Is it like Joe or you know, he has some cool name. Leo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leo. And he's hanging out in like a little part of the cave, and you get to choose one of his uh, gift boxes if you talk to him enough. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what other stuff he might have had. Nothing. But I picked. Oh, so the one thing, no matter what you pick. Okay, so it's a, it's a pretty cool, uh, like a, it's like a regen. Yeah. Uh, spell, right? Where like every turn you get a little HP back. Yeah. Um, if you if you wear his, you know, his sweatshirt with his name knitted in it. Yes. <laughs> I'm very uh, so I like that. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. That was that was the, so the mice, um do you know what you get if you if you found all seven mice? Uh what? It's um like a shield remover. Ooh. Which if you look at the picture of it, it's like one of those do you remember those like sticky hand they're like green things that you could get from uh like those little like twenty five cent, fifty cent vending machines. Um right. And like you, you, they would just get filthy super quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, the sticky hands for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's like it was. That's what it was a picture of, um, and it was really useful in the playthrough I watched against the uh, next boss that we encountered. Right. Uh, yeah, there it comes in with a shield on, right? Um, yeah. There's also a weird like interlude uh, at the. At the Greasy Spoon, you know, the restaurant there, um, there's like a long line outside the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a ju- there's a jukebox in there. I don't know. I felt like there was more that was going to happen there, but um, it just seems like Neckbeard uh, has shown up and is just throwing his weight around. Um, that's all I really could, could glean from that. But weird, I, weird little, yeah. And you had the, the frog in the car? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, the frogs uh, in, in, like, 
their different kind of environments, you know, whatever. They're they're like changing characteristics. It's like one of my favorite things about this game. Um, yeah. Did you there? Uh, apparently, there's like this like special enemy that you could encounter. It's called like the Bright Smile. I think it was like pretty easy to beat, and you get like a lot of experience. Did you end up encountering that? Ooh, so like the caterpillar uh, that yes. shows up in the desert. Yeah, no, I did not find that. Yeah, I didn't know about it. No, that's a that's a shame. Uh, had it had yellow teeth, and it reminded me of those like Roger Hargraves, Mister um, Man, or like Mister. You know, they're like kind of like a just like a circle uh, character. If you look it up, you see what I'm talking about. That's Roger Hargraves. Uh, How do you spell that name? Mr. Whatever. Mr. Books. Yeah, Mr. Happy. Mr. I got to find Bright Smile Enemy. Anyway, thought that was interesting. Since a toy does steal characters from... uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the U.S. Very creepy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, you can look that up on the near end time, I guess. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I was a, I was a bit. I, I, I missed the sweater and I missed the mice. Um, no. So I did not get any of the secrets in there. I think I might have found the secret herb. Um, but I was just kind of making like a beeline for the junkyard uh, just to progress the okay. game. I do. I, I think. I, as I was playing this game, I do not feel as. Uh, I, I don't feel compelled to explore nearly as much. And I, I think maybe chapter four soured me on it because, again, I felt like a lot yeah. of it was pretty pointless um and now it seems like in chapter five i should have explored because there was like a lot of cool things that i could have found um it's weird yeah i wonder i kind of wonder about the development of the game whether there's like different teams on different chapters and so some teams for whatever reason like did include a bunch more kind of incentive to wander around and find stuff and other teams just didn't couldn't or whatever like yeah, it's very odd that that would be the way that it would open, right, in Chapter 4. It's just yeah. like just a bunch of time-wasting, essentially, um, versus later, now you're finding, like, very cool stuff if you spend the time. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, the knit... Like, I regret not getting the knit sweater. Um, the, the shield snatcher, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I was able to get through our next uh, boss who, without yeah. it, uh, who is the forlorn junk heap. Right. So, yeah, yeah you, you, you finally catch up to the dump truck. Uh, the clay man is dumped. The clay man with the uh, egg inside is dumped in there. You go down, and this forlorn junk heap um, awakens, and you have to fight him. And he's a, he's a pretty tough boss, I felt. Yeah, this one was not easy um i also had just learned the shield ability and i think that saved me um because i started using it on people um he comes in with a shield yeah and uh it it gets knocked out after just a few turns um so that's not so bad but he also just hits really hard um nothing i don't recall finding a good weakness um 
none of my like consumable items. I think I wasted a salt water gun on him, which I really would have liked to have later on. Um, uh, yeah. Well, one of the one of the funny things uh, that that I I think happened in my playthrough is I tried to use sniff with Boney. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said like yeah. it smells too bad. You can't sniff anything. It's like garbage. <laughs> it's like oh okay. Great, I uh, can't learn. So yeah, you can't even like learn its weakness, even if you waste your one turn with Boney. It's just like no, no, you can't. It just smells like garbage. Boney is very um, selectively useful here. Uh, Boney is fast. Boney's sniff is really useful. Like you get to see the enemy's weaknesses. That's nice. Uh, he just doesn't hit very hard, and he has no other abilities. So I would have him use items, right? But then if I forgot to like give him all the good items and he was sort of just taking up space um in some of these boss fights like i i did not utilize bony very well a lot of the time i think no uh, you're right he he took a lot of preparation because he was the one that you would you should be using like your consumable items with or even just exactly. any any items that you could use um even uh i think you know re- secret herbs to um to mm-hmm. to revive someone, right? Um, totally. Because yeah, I, I would assume it's sim- similar with you, but like Boney always goes first. He always goes first, and he seems to get attacked the least often. Yeah. And I don't know if the order of party members. It seems like from left to right, people get attacked less and less. Yes. So. So, anyways, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I, I guess yeah, you just need money, and you need items, and you need patience and attention. Yeah. <laughs> to give give them to him yeah um but yeah the shield ability uh for as far as psi goes that was um super handy here um otherwise yeah i didn't i didn't find any real weaknesses in this battle it was just kind of a slog um yep and when you do win like there isn't really that much fanfare for getting the egg back like it doesn't do anything immediately at least other than Buster kind of gets his memories back. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and I yes, that's correct. His his amnesia is cured. Um, okay. He realizes that he's Duster the whole time. Um, but I think it's interesting that this is yet another enemy that we are fighting, kind of similar to the, the to that to the base that we fought in the attic, um, mm-hmm. where it's like another just kind of inanimate object that's been tossed away. Um, yeah. And I that leads me to another question. These clay men, right? Uh, we see a ton of them being junked, but mm-hmm. it seems like you can just zap them with electricity to give them life again. So I'm a little confused <laughs> as to why so many of them like are ending up in these junkyards to begin with. Um, are they are like are some of them defective? Do they have just kind of a uh, useful life of X amount of time, and like the ones that we see have just kind of like run out and can't be revitalized anymore. Uh, I don't yeah. think that that's explained in the game. No, as far as I know, uh, it's not explained, but it it does seem like there's some sort of finite number of recharges that that's going on here, and, and they like just go crazy after a little bit. Um, yeah, there is something about tossing away, getting rid of things that used to be useful. Um, and it's like the old people's home down in the village, too, right? It's like, that's where these people wind up. 
um, I've forgotten about there. Yeah, no, and it, and it yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we get the egg, and then what happens? We go to the tower again. How, I forget, how do we get to the tower? Um, I think that we... Do we fight? Is that... After, what, no, we don't fight him yet. We fight him again later. Yeah, I don't remember why we have to go to the tower either. Um, other than it's right there. Yeah, uh, it's not like it matters. It's just, yeah, we just go there. Because um, this time we actually have to ascend up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff about how... You know, everyone's like, oh, did you get that very important thing that you accidentally threw away? Like, they're they're pointing out, I guess, how silly it was. Um, or, you know, how unlikely it is that we're actually the commander, I guess. Um, that's kind of strongly emphasized. But they also um, are having problems of their own. Like, maybe we're supposed to go and fix it? I'm not sure. Anyways, the thing is malfunctioning. Um, the generator seems to be broken, and the way that they power this place is with like electric catfish. Yes. Um, and they're I guess they're sort of just out of juice or like have lost their motivation after being stuck in these tanks for so long. Anyways, um, there's some problems here. Uh, the enemy that we're up against is not as yeah, um, not not as impregnable as it might have seemed. Um, uh. Well, I loved all the jokes as you're getting in there. And it's like, yeah. intruder is what I'd say if there was an intruder in here. I'm really on the lookout <laughs> for intruders. And it's like, it's like, the, the, like all those things. Every time, like, you talk to someone, uh, you, you think that you're caught, right? You, 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 you hear the uh, snake from Metal Gear, the, that, like, alert sound, like, ah, this is it. I'm going to be kicked out. But it's like, no, no, no one knows, um, notices that you're, not that that you are an intruder. No one notices that you are an intruder. So, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So again, they're kind of they're utilizing, I guess, uh, natural resources to charge this giant mechanical uh, lightning machine that's on the fritz. It is. I I know that catfish have uh, significance in Japanese culture. I know mm. in Mega Man X3 there was a one of the bosses was Volt Catfish. Weird. And I think if I recall correctly, I was watching someone play an N64 game where like there was like a catfish in a mountain that was like causing earthquakes. Um so it might be worth investigating a little bit more about uh catfish in Japanese culture. Um and their yeah. characteristics and their and their relation maybe to to aside from I guess just the fact that are are catfish like electrical like electrical eels I guess they are I think some of them are I have no idea but yeah I know that Itoy has a game that's called Itoy's Bass Fishing yeah um but maybe there's other kinds of fish he knows about also <laughs> everyone seems to have a a fishing game I guess even uh yeah. Dan Mullen. Uh-huh. That's right. So, so 
Yeah, so so uh, yeah, so we're making our way up the tower. We have to fight your boy, uh, the pork trooper again. Um, he's just as easy this time. If if you flaunt your pamphlet in front of him again, <laughs> makes him insanely jealous. Um, and so you beat him. You you climb up the tower. Oh, I guess I should mention he does have a really sweet DCMC collection. Oh yeah, such a cool. Uh, like swag, yeah. Do you think uh, a toy was trying to make any kind of statement about fandom? Um, you know, I know if I got into a a fight with someone and they started flashing their uh, mother G Shock watch in front of me, <laughs> I would completely lose all, all sense of what I'm supposed to be doing in life, and and jealousy would. Uh, overtake me, and I would lose sight of my ultimate goal. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, I think especially once we get to Master P, uh, the the next room that's like owned by a recognizable character, right? Um, he's got like a bunch of Earthbound merchandise, essentially, uh, cluttering up this this playroom of his. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's not a person that we want to be right like he's definitely the villain uh so there's some pointed commentary coming out of uh of the lightning the thunder tower here yeah which is you know i guess ironic that uh the the, the watch is such a highly coveted uh item when oh, the toy yeah. seems to be specifically railing against this type of uh materialism Totally, totally, and and specifically fandom, like you said. I mean, all the this sort of jokes, um, the Star Wars references, uh, and just messing around with that. Um, again, there's a, a Final Fantasy VI reference possibly embedded here, where you know, late in that game, you're supposed to fight an enemy who's at the top of a tower that shoots uh, essentially lightning, you know, and burns up people that he doesn't like. So. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think are, it's Shinra Tower too. As an, as an aside, um, I don't know if you've seen this episode of South Park, or at least are aware of it, but there's that that episode where I think like Butters is trying to do something, and uh, at every turn, the one kid just goes like, yeah, the Simpsons have already done it. Yep, and it's yep. like, nothing, nothing's original anymore. Like, everything is a... Uh, like derivative of, of something else. So I always wonder if I'm just applying, like saying, oh, here's a trope, and this trope was present in Star Wars. And it's like, I don't know if uh, that's just such a common trope that a to- hmm. it's, it's almost like impossible not to use, but it's just I'm, I most heavily associate it with Star Wars. Um, right. right. So, 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 yeah. So I don't know how much of this is like intentional homages or how much of it is just. It, it, there are just so many some games just have like so many tropes that it's just impossible like not to have these homages but um, yeah. I think the, I think the ones that we just discussed um, the tower with the lightning and then the Star Wars are probably intentional seems fair yeah yeah but you know like you said it's kind of just in the water at this point yeah so uh, as you were talking about earlier we after we dispatch of uh Pork Trooper, we go up to Master P's room. Um, and it's very so, childlike. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird mixture of um, useful things and and things that are maybe potentially useful, but also uh, just like crap, you know, just yes. like you know, stuff from stuff from childhood that you should have outgrown, but you you still got it around for whatever reason. Um, there's boxes and there's bicycles and teddy bears. And pretty quickly, you realize that these are like things from earlier games. Yes. Uh, and that Master P is almost certainly Pokey, Porky, your neighbor, uh, Ness's neighbor. Spoiler. Uh, because, yeah. Well, the and part of it too is the uh, the maid, right? He had a maid in Foreside, and now he has like a robot maid who is. Um, actually very aggressive if you do go and check everything like you do then she'll attack you for trying to uh look too closely at the uh uh the yo-yo the friend's yo-yo that's in a case yes uh and she killed the crap out of me two or three times before i bested her uh she's very scary (laughs) yes uh the you can use the saltwater gun against her uh, which yep, deals yep. quite a bit of damage, but I think it took me two or three tries. Luckily, um, the frog is in that room as well. He's tied to a balloon and just kind of floating around. Right. Also, I think it's worth mentioning that, that there is a, a hot tub in the shape mm-hmm. of a star in the room <laughs> with the healing <laughs> right. properties. So, uh, And then there's also one of the boxes is like a surprise box that you can fight. Yeah, that's right. And it's also pretty powerful. Yes. Um, if you're not hard quickly it burns you up with fire uh it's yeah it's no joke and there's a vending machine in there where i guess you never know um if you're master p if you're going to need more <laughs> than one uh rubber raincoat <laughs> that that, yeah. you, that you're gonna pay money for like yeah why would you ever have a vending machine that you actually have to pay like real money for uh well maybe you just have so much dragon points that you can do that i don't know well, that's true. I mean, he does have a uh, his his abode is on the middle of like a, a thunder tower, so maybe having that stuff, <laughs> or maybe it's price gouging, right? He invites his like buddies up there, and then it's like, hey guys, you got a uh, we have this generator. It's on the fritz. You ha- you might want to buy one of these coats. Yeah, the insulated armor. It, it's um, yeah, it's a, definitely a weird mix of um, like very much in your face foreshadowing here with like oh why do we look just like the commander who could the commander possibly be right and 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 master p and all this stuff um but also there's still some real mysteries about like what is this game actually gonna end up being about um what what's that egg actually for and what's yeah you know what what are they up to here um i I would not be surprised if the egg is nothing yeah (laughs) Right. Uh, so, anyways, the yo-yo, pretty useful item. I don't know if it's worth that fight. Um, it does boost your speed and power a little bit. Uh, I didn't buy the insulated coats. Um, that made the next fight really hard. Uh, probably should have. Yeah, probably should have uh, stocked up. But I didn't have the money, so I didn't. I didn't bother with it. I had I had sufficient funds for two of two, so uh, okay. Duster and Lucas were pretty well protected. 
Boney. I Boney died, I think, pretty quickly in my battle. Uh, yeah. I, he did not see it to <laughs> oh, the yeah. end. Uh, and then I think Kumatora, I did my best to keep her alive. I think she survived as well. But uh, yeah, so our next boss is basically, well, it's, its name is Mr. Genitor. <laughs> right. Which I thought was a, you know, it's it's basically this mechanical robot thing that comes out of, I guess it's whatever's creating the electrical strikes or uh, I don't I don't know what the hell that that thing is actually supposed to be doing, um, <laughs> but it's dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of electricity in it, um, and it can use electrical attacks. Um, hold on. So yeah. So so anyway. So Mr. Generator, and I was like, oh, do you mean like Mr. Generator because it was like in a generator, right? And it's like, no, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Genitor, I guess, was an, uh, in Greek mythology, Genitor was an Arcadian prince as one of the 50 sons of the impious king Lycan? Lycan? Yeah, he turns into a, a lycanthrope, right? A werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the sons. Okay. Yeah. So, and then to test them, Zeus visited them in the form of a peasant. These brothers mixed the entrails of blah, 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 whereupon the enraged king of the gods threw the meal over the table. Genitor was killed, along with his brothers and their fire, by a lightning bolt of the god. Um, so it definitely seems intentional, right? Um, a lightning, you know, being killing Genitor in, in Greek mythology, um, and this one having electric powers. Um, so I yeah I I don't I again I just looked this up like ten minutes before we started this because I was like wait janitor I was like is that yeah. that mean anything so I haven't actually done any kind of investigation um, but I do know you know he was an Arcadian prince uh, and he's a werewolf apparently so uh, maybe there's something there I wish we had Ben he would know like off the top of his head I'm sure <laughs> yeah he just would have taught this recently in his mythology class probably yeah no yeah i don't know i mean it's um again it's like a it's one of these things it's this uh battle that you can make easy on yourself or difficult on yourself um right or at least easier by having the right stuff um not so much as the pamphlet does but i feel like it's kind of the same way as far as like trying to read into the game right like you can try to and make it more difficult on yourself or you can just be like oh yeah they were probably just abbreviating generator i don't know <laughs> right 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 um well it, and yeah. it always sucks when, when there's like uh obviously this isn't like an official translation exactly exactly it's their best best guess um oh but we should definitely mention that you also learned flash ah. getting struck oh yeah up the i forgot about that yeah so you're the one struck by lightning here um and it teaches you a new uh, sci attack, which is uh, really, really cool, actually. Um, and this I is... also learned a counter, uh, so like a shield plus it bounces some of the damage back, which is handy. Hmm. It's interesting, because I think in most other games, well, certainly in Earthbound, right, you have uh, Mr. Car Painter using the mm -hmm. electric attack against you, and the Franklin badge reflects it. Um, and oh, Mother, yeah. you have the electric shock 
uh, well, you have the Franklin badge, right? Like, I don't think that there's any mm-hmm. time where there's like a cut scene where you're shocked. I don't, I don't think there's a, at least we haven't encountered a Franklin badge in this game, have we? No, I certainly haven't. But that's a good point. That's a, that would be, that would have been the time to have it. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting, but, just like the difference, I guess, between the games. Um, but yeah, I forgot, I forgot that. Did have I in Flash? I think worked against Mister Genitor. Yeah, I didn't try it. Like I assumed it wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, maybe you know that should have been a hint. Like, oh, you just learned this. You you may as well try it in the next big battle you have. Yeah, I, I think it just made him cry. Well, that would have been handy. <laughs> yeah. Because he was he was wailing on me like he. So the trick to this battle, right, is it's one of those things where it's like he goes through a cycle. Of attacks, yes. and he'll like he'll swing around, hit for like seventy to hundred physical, and then he charges for a turn, and then releases a shock that does like hundred fifty damage to everybody if you're not wearing the coat. And yeah. it's like okay, so I just you know at least one of the people's gonna die from that, but then he is down for the count. He's like out of commission for two or three turns, um, recharging, and um, it's the only time your physical attacks don't deal back like 20 damage yes. from getting shot. Right. Um, but it's also like he heals himself when he charges. So it's very frustrating. You want to be attacking him that like incentivizes you to try to you know, chip away at him and keep him from gaining back health. But you also have to heal yourself during that time. So it was an interesting battle. It, it was a long one. I, um, I agree with yeah. you. And I, and I think um, you, you touched on something that I was thinking about, which was, a lot of these boss battles have different phases, which yes. the only one that I can really think of from Earthbound that has this type of phases, aside from Gygus at the end, um, is Diamond Dog and Carbon Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, but even then, that's more of a, you hit a certain point and like the battle just could changes completely. This is more of a risk-reward type, oh... Mr. Janitor, there are other ones where it's like it, it changes, where it's just kind of like a binary, like you know, you hit you hit a certain point, and then like the boss changes. Uh, Miss Marshmallow is a perfect example of that, right? Like you hit, you you deal enough damage, and then she becomes like enraged and has like can hit for a lot more damage. Um, right, her tears come out, her drill comes out, and it's it's on, yeah. Yeah, so, but just there's just seems to be like a lot of a lot more strategy, uh, and there seems to be more phases to to a lot of these bosses that we're fighting, um, which I I I appreciate. Um, the game seems to be a lot more heavily boss fight driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. So after we beat Mister Janitor, Facade shows up. Um, I love his laugh. <laughs> In my head, it's just that diabolical, like, <laughs> um, yes, yes. But he sees right through you. He's chasing after you. He knows that you're not uh, the commander. Um, you know, now that I think about it, maybe maybe Dan Snyder was like a huge Mother 3 fan. And that's why <laughs> he changed the name of the uh, Washington football team to the Commanders. Oh, interesting. Well, Terry Crews did want to localize Mother 3, and Terry Crews, I believe, was on the practice squad for the Washington football team at one point in time. (laughs) So, you know, keep your third eye open. Well, Uh, and 
I'm sure that Dan Snyder is the sort of person who just tosses his banana peels willy-nilly um, and lets other people worry about that sort of thing. And it, it'll, sure enough, it, it catches up with facade here. It's not, um, just, it's not just banana peels, by the way. There's a lot of other <laughs> things that uh, he's, he's like tossing around like garbage. Yes, yes. Uh, so, okay. Um, you said something about a helicopter when you summed this up for me in your text earlier. <laughs> Good find. Uh, I did not see a helicopter, though. Is that the very start of the next chapter? Uh, well, the mothership, I guess. is what Okay, I'm you're talking about to. the mothership, yeah. yeah. I could see the connection, though, because, yeah, normally Porky is riding around in a helicopter back in Earthbound. Um, but this time, it's very conspicuously called the mothership. I liked that. Um, wow. And it doesn't look that big, actually, right? It's actually, um, like, it fits on one screen. Uh, and it has a little, you know, ladder dangling from it. And once the facade goes down, we leap for the ladder. Uh, the rope snake is holding on with all it's got. Um, but also talking somehow about how its jaw is about to give out. Um, and I love that the rope snake is like thanking you for making it a bigger part of the game, but also like apologizing for you know not being strong enough right. to hold on with uh, three people and dog. Which fair That's enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, and then I think also uh, the commander like steps out right. Oh yeah, a couple times. Yeah. So so you actually see the commander. Uh, he is wearing, it seems to be, some kind of metal pig mask, I think. It's it's definitely uh -huh. metallic. Uh, I don't know if it's like the pig mask. It was kind of hard to see. Um, but yeah, so so we, we've seen the... You, you'd think that they would have had a mask for Lucas to wear, right? Like, oh, we have his outfits, but we're not going to give you, like, the mask to wear. Right. Uh, right. You know, when they all realized, oh, the, oh this is the commander. Um, but, uh, yeah. If he, does, if he does wear a mask all the time, how do they know that he looks like that also? Um, when they see Lucas, if they've only ever seen Claus behind, behind, behind the mask. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very odd. Yeah. Very Darth Vader. Yeah. No, it's and it's interesting. I mean, I think, obviously... Uh, Everyone is assuming that this is Klaus. Um, hat, yeah, right. I mean, I thought Klaus was dead. So, um, but they said the same thing about Darth Vader, right? They, they said, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Anakin's dead. And then it's like, oh, actually, I didn't lie. Uh, he, he died and turned into Darth Vader. They're different people. And it's like, all right, Obi-Wan, you piece of shit. Like... <laughs> like what a pedantic argument and like what a bullshit argument too um right <laughs> anyway uh but yeah so i think the next what next chapter is like called like sunflower fields or something or fields of sunflowers um yes yes and we get some we get some dialogue that basically just says something to the to the effect of like oh there might only be like a one in a billion chance to to save this but we have to try um yes because there's like, you know, one in a billion chance to like reverse everything that's been going on. Uh, this industrialization sucks. Uh, are they going to be separated again? So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I 
I think there's only like eight or nine chapters in this game. So I think we only have like three chapters left. There's just a lot that needs to happen. Right, right. Um, again, we still don't really know the bigger picture at all. Uh, and maybe we're going to hear it from someone, Old Man Wes or Alec or, or someone. Um, but yeah, I kind of assume there's going to be eight chapters. Seems, seems about right for another game. Um, yes. So there's a, there's a lot to, to pull together here in a shorter-ish time. Yes. Well, I guess that'll do that for, for this uh, discussion on this chapter. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I'm going to try to maybe explore more. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, maybe finally we'll get to learn who the commander is and who Master P is. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, the game doesn't seem to be extremely dark so far, and I I feel like I've heard that it gets extremely dark. So um, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Okay. Well, sunflowers sunflowers refer to the oh gosh, cats are fighting. Uh, the the grave, right? I mean. Maybe we'll get some flashbacks here. Um, maybe we'll see some of what Klaus has been up to. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, the game starts out pretty darn heavy, and then it, it has lightened up a lot since then. So, Yes, yeah. considering the last thing that we saw was a snake that was thanking us for making it a bigger part um, of the game <laughs> um, and then dropping us, so... Uh, yes, it's it's a pretty absurd game, but I guess that goes to the whole dichotomy of like the serious and the comical. But yes. Um, yes. yeah, I guess that'll be it for now, and uh, we'll you know talk again next week. Right on. All right. Okay, Scott.